All right, what's up, guys? Hey, it's your boy Trey back uh, with the Threes of Crawl podcast. Um, no, it's been a minute. I know I told you guys we're back uh, with the daily episodes and weekly episodes, and uh, we're trying to get that for you. So uh, last week, you know, we made our return with Kyrie Irving coming back, and so did we. Um, and today we got a little bit something different. You know, you guys really dig the interview format uh, that I did with Kiara um, when she was uh, debuting her line. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and do another kind of Q&A session that we got. I got my boy Miguel here. Uh, you know, he, he, he turned into the pro wrestling scene. Uh, me and Miguel, you know, are friends in high school uh, via football and just social media. And, um, you know, I'm really proud of what he's uh, done within the military and now uh, joining the pro wrestling scene. So uh, I got Miguel on the line here. So how you doing today, man? Man, it's good, man. It's crazy to be on this line, too. <laughs> yeah, man. It's real. It, it's good, man. So uh, if you don't know, Miguel is at the America's Academy of Pro Wrestling right now, uh, you know, getting his groove on, getting his, uh, his five-star matches on. So um, I just want to ask, my first question is kind of uh, – what initially got you into this profession and what made you even think about going pro? Cause something like professional wrestling is uh, really hard to kind of master and, and become good at. Yeah. So <clears throat> truth be told, since I was a kid, you know, I was growing up watching Stone Cold and the rock and then going into the ruthless aggression era with John Cena and all them. You know me, I've always been in sports, football, basketball, but the one thing I knew for a fact that I could make it in somewhere deep down was wrestling. And so it didn't hit me. I kind of fell off when I got into like, when I got older, but then actually when I was in the military, one of the dudes I work with, two guys I was working with actually, uh, Austin and uh, my boy Wright. They boys, uh, they was actually wrestling out in Washington State in a little Mexican restaurant right outside of base. You know, I couldn't believe it because I was like, they actually know people who wrestle. So I went to go watch more matches. First, first match to go see this dude get thrown through a table. <laughs> and, you know, I was like, I don't know, bro. It's weird. I was like, I want to do it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, you know, it, it sparked something up that that I had when I was a kid. And on my, I'll probably say like my last year uh, in the military, I started actually really looking into it, actually considering it. I've talked to it with several people. And then as soon as I got back to Colleen, I was like, yeah, I'm doing it. Okay. No doubt. No doubt. And, you know, they put them through the table. It had to be Dudley Boy style, you know, 3D, you know. Mm-hmm. Shout out to the Dudley Boys. But, um, you know, so like I said, I know, I know with professional wrestling, I'm the same way. Um, big fan as a kid uh between rock stone cold attitude era um you know it's kind of what i grew up on along with the ruthless aggression era um you know kind of one of the things with wrestling is you know you kind of got to earn your stripes you know through the indie scene no matter how you come up you know you pretty much got to earn your stripes and, and and put the time in before uh you can eventually move on to the big leagues you know wherever that is uh tna wwe you know aw nwa wrestling um so kind of what are your thoughts on kind of the indie process like has it been harder than you thought easier than you thought like um just the the action in the ring has it you know taken a toll on your body like have you been able to recover you know (laughs) doing all this uh you know extra physical activity man look i'll tell you what 
Wrestling. I've been playing sports since I was a baby. Professional wrestling is the hardest sport I have ever done. By far. By far. Not even close. This is the hardest sport I've I've ever done. It's rewarding, though. You know, I, I, I do learn a lot of life lessons in the ring. You know, um, but as for earning stripes, you know, it's, how can I put it? It's, it's a very rewarding job, but the toll that you, the toll on your body, <laughs> you really have to, you really have to take care of your body. Like you really got to be in shape. You know what I'm saying? Like you're not in shape. The bumps going to be taken, bro. You're going to be hurting. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I remember my first, my first, my first night, uh, my first, my first night at practice. You know, they took. A, they told us to take some bumps. They told us we was bumping. We, bro, we, I think we bumped like a total of like two hundred plus times wow. within my first month, like every day of practice, like throughout the whole night. I was just like, dang, you know what I'm saying? But I probably say the first night. I thought I was cool until I woke up the next morning. I'm like, oh no, <laughs> oh no, I couldn't move. You know what I'm saying? I had passion over there massaging me. Right. But it, you get used to it. You know, it really don't hurt that bad. It, I really, honestly, so far in my matches, I really come out not sore. Because, mm-hmm. um, like I said, you just get so used to it. Okay. So, you what would you... It. So, so in the ring, what's your style? Are you you a high flyer? You a, you know, you a, a heavyweight? You know, you a technical wrestler? You know, because, you know, the people need to know, you know, you're a Kurt Angle in the ring. You're a... Jeff Hardy in the ring. You're, a, you know, you're a ring general like Triple H. You know, you're a monster like Kane. Like, what, what, what you, what you, what you rocking with in the ring? Truth be told, I was actually, I have an inspiration of several people. So, okay. Chris, I grew up. Chris Jericho was my favorite wrestler. Okay. Chris Jericho, Rey Mysterio. I ain't doing no Rey Mysterio stuff. You miss that. <laughs> I ain't doing. No, I do. I do a little bit of lucha stuff. That's what I'm trying to learn how to do. But right okay. now, my main focus is, I really really want to get better at technical wrestling okay i feel like if you could do if you could do technical wrestling you know what i'm saying you have an advantage on anybody you can be in the, in the most awkward position you can find your way out of it and, and just turn the tables on you know flip right. the script and so i like to i don't know I, I, I take bits and pieces from a lot of people eddie guerrero chris jericho i've been watching a whole bunch of high boosting matches okay because you know i'm, I'm athletic so I like to use my athletic ability, but I'm not I'm not trying to be one dimensional. I, I don't want to be, you know, like a, oh, he's just a regular black dude doing jumping around the ring and using his athletic ability. You know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to be all that. Right. I'm trying to have a, a well balanced system. I could do everything. Yeah, no doubt. That that's that's the sign of a well rounded wrestler is you know the ability to adapt within the environment and with your opponent you know it's like it's a two dance really you know it's a, it's a, a two-step dance in the ring you know um and your opponent has to feed off of you so you know it's good that you're able to adapt because a lot of people can't do that you know they work one style and you know they, they're not able to adapt so you know coming into the business i know a lot of times you may have doubts yourself or maybe people around you just because uh, for whatever reason, wrestling kind of has a stigma of, uh, I don't know if it's something where people just don't believe that you can make it unless you've like already made it, if that makes sense. 
Like, did you at any points in your early, early on in your career have any doubts, you know, physically, mentally, did people around you say, oh, you know, that's just wrestling? Like, um, did you have any like negative thoughts, you know, towards uh, initially stepping into the ring and, and trying to pursue this dream? Uh, no. Prior to doing it, a little bit, yeah. But okay. once I, once my mind was set, nah. Because I started to really, you know, growing as a person, I really stopped caring about what a lot of people thought. And I think the best thing that really helped me with making up my mind was passion. My wife, for people who don't who don't know me, my wife's right. passion. That is literally my biggest supporter. She told me to go do it. I, I brought it up to her. I was like, you know, I'm thinking about doing it. I'm thinking about doing it. And she was like, you've been wanting to do this since you was a kid. Go do it. Right. We've talked about, you know, the travel. I'm on, be gone, traveling on the road. She was like, yeah, I'm going to be there with you. What are you talking about? What's good? Where are we going? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that, right. that, you know, that, that gave me motivation. And that was just all the spark that I needed to actually really pursue it. And, you know, she comes, she, she sits there at every, almost every practice because, you know, she works. Mm-hmm. She comes and helps out at the show. She works there at the show. Like, that's my biggest provider. My, my, my big, not provider, my biggest support. Okay. Hey, so man. that gave me a lot that's of, great. that gave me a lot of motivation because not a lot of people, honestly, a lot of people, a lot of people don't have that. And so no, I've seen true. people in the ring who, I've seen people in the ring who've literally been battling life itself we're still trying to pursue their dreams with no support system and those are the people who honestly inspire me the most because they ain't getting a lot of these people that i that i train with don't give up at all and that's so inspiring that that they go through so much but they never stop moving because that's how bad that they want it right now that you know that's that's definitely not that that's definitely true because you know and this and like I said with the podcast, you know, we try to spread positivity, but you know, we talk about real stuff, you know, and, and sometimes, you know, it is negative out there, whatever you're trying to pursue. So if you are listening to this podcast, you know, whatever you want to do in life, whether it's music, art, athletics, a relationship, you know, whatever it is, you know, we we support you and we say go for it, you know, because you know, like Miguel said, you know, people gonna hate, people gonna talk regardless, you know, pursue your dreams. And so you know, with, uh, I know for me, uh, the biggest thing for me was that drew me in as a fan uh, was kind of the entertainment value of it. Um, more so the talking aspect, the promo aspect of it, uh, more so than the pro wrestling part, because to me, I, I look at it, it, it's a business. And then the wrestling is the gravy, you know, on top of what's going on. So you like your promo skills. You know, like, what's up? Are you, you know, are we talking to Rock on the mic? We talking, you know, nah. we talking Lance Storm on the mic? Like, what, what's your spectrum of, of of talking to the crowd, talking to your opponent, you know, um, being able to communicate inside and outside the ring? Like, uh, how's that, you know, been for you uh, in, in the wrestling business? So, uh, so, I haven't given a promo in front of a live crowd yet. But we have done some in practice and backstage. I actually just did my first promo. Um, I did it in my second take. Okay. We would have had it in one. We would have had it in one take, but I didn't bring no energy at all. <laughs> at all. You know, I was just sitting there just chilling. Right. You know, 
but I brought it the second time, and you know they they thought they thought it was pretty good. But promos, it, it's hard. It's a lot harder than you think, especially because I'm not. I'm I've always been an outgoing person, but it's different when you're trying to play somebody else. Exactly. Right. You know, it, it, it's it's it gets you out your comfort zone. You know what I mean? Right. It, it's it's completely different. So now you got me. Uh, I think I got motivated by by me doing my first promo in uh <laughs> in class. <laughs> Cause I think what what was funny was they told me to be a heel. Okay. And it was just and, a little... and to those and to those now I'm sorry to cut and to those that may not be keen to wrestling business, a heel is the bad guy, face is the yeah. good guy. Um so when they tell Miguel to play a heel, basically you know, he's he's gotta be the bad guy in the situation. So uh just in just in case people that didn't know. So mm-hmm. so you know, I showed up. They was like, All right, Miguel, come in. They gave me a word, one word. So I didn't, you didn't have time to think about what you was for to say. They right, just right. Threw you right there on the spot in front of the camera, and they gave me a word. They gave me calm, and I was like, and then they was just they started counting down five, four, three. So I was like, dang, on a spot like that. Right. <laughs> and man, I gave the most baby face promo. I was in the middle of it, bro. I'm sitting there, you know, just talking. It sounded good. It sounded good, and everything. But I could have flipped the script a little bit different. Right. But it was just funny because, like, halfway through, you could see me stop. And I was just like, in my head, I'm just like, they told me to be a heel, boy. And I'm, this is the most babyface promo that I can ever think of. <laughs> like, it, it, it got me wanting to root my, for myself if I was a fan. Right. But it, it's, it, is, it is a lot harder than what a lot of people think. Like, promo skills is, that is it's hard. No, it, no, it definitely is, you know. And dude, so do you? Do you prefer being a, a heel or a face? You know, I, to me, I feel like, I guess naturally, most wrestlers, if you ask them, they prefer to be a bad guy because it's easy. I don't, I don't want to say it's easier, but you know, you can kind of, you know, really work the crowd a lot easier as a bad guy. To me, it takes a lot of skill to be a baby face and make people root for you. You know, that's the point of a baby face is to mm-hmm. have you want to, you want to see the heel get beat up by the baby face and you have to have some redeeming quality for me to root for you, you know? So like for you, do you prefer being a baby face or heel? Or like uh, if you were either one, like are there certain aspects of your character that you had to work on to, you know, adapt to that environment? So right now I'm currently a heel, um, and I absolutely love it. I'm not <laughs> like it's so much fun. It's so much fun just just messing with the crowd, interacting with the crowd in a different way. Um, I haven't really done much babyface work because, like I said, my character is a heel at the moment. Right. But I do often imagine, you know, just like me pulling out different different kinds of moves. How much the crowd will pop, you know what I'm saying? Just, right. just brain, just brainstorming, and so that's that's as much as I can get from being a babyface. I do know baby, being a babyface is hard. It's, I think I think it's hard for me because from what I've done in practice, it's selling. You got to sell, then you got right, right. You got to feed into certain spots, and you know, sell. If you can sell and draw the crowd in just from your selling, you got them. Right. And that's the I feel like that's the hard part with being a babyface. No, so no props no, to those, I, props I, to I, those people who 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 actually sitting there making it as a face. 
not just because of their character, but their actual in ring work props to those mm-hmm. people because it's, it's not it's not easy. Oh no doubt that that is true because it's um, a baby face. Like I say, you you gotta have a you have, people have to have a rooting interest for you, you know. And like you said, between selling and 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 making the comebacks and like it's just you're pretty much getting beat down the entire match you know you you like there's no it's not a lot of you being on offense you know it, it's right you you, you selling the offense to, to make the, the the mighty comeback for the crowd to, to really feed into and so you know you know earlier you said that you know as a kid you were a big wrestling fan obviously we we both um I think we both discovered how much we both were wrestling fans over the, the past couple months or so. And so I kind of want to transition towards more towards your fandom as a kid and, and, and myself. Um, growing up, you know, you said Chris Jericho was your favorite wrestler, Rey Mysterio. Um, as a kid, like, was wrestling really that big to you? Was it, you know, was it your life? Was it? Man, I would sit there and argue with kids <laughs> in school when they would tell me that wrestling was fake. Boy, you right. know how mad I used to get? Right, me too. <laughs> this is real life. <laughs> Over there. Boy, what? Nah, um, okay, boy. I'm talking about I stood firm on that on wrestling, boy. Nah, no doubt. That's. I was the same way with wrestling. I thought that, you know, for me, like I said, I, for some reason, I have a vivid memory, um, even at a young age. And I, I distinctly remember being three or four years old and, uh, they had WrestleMania 17 in Houston, but they had, um, they had like the WrestleMania access in Fort Hood. And, uh, my mom took me up there and, uh, I just distinctly remember seeing the Undertaker, and seeing um, Trish Stratus and seeing Kurt Angle uh, on the stage. I remember they booed Kurt Angle when he came on the stage. Um, and I remember back then the like rock bobbleheads were really like mm-hmm. like the biggest thing. And my mom got me a rock bobblehead like water bottle. And I still got it to this day. It's like my most precious memory. And so I wanted to ask you know with with wrestling in general now as we got older. You know, I look at it as um, not that we grew out of it, but I, I look at wrestling through a different lens uh, than I did as a kid. Like, where do you view wrestling now? Take your, you know, yourself out of it right now. Like, where do you view wrestling as a whole? Do you think it's something that's evolving or devolving? Like, do you think it's something that 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 can move forward as a as a as an entity uh, that be successful? That's a good question. That's a real good question. I, I'll probably have to say talent-wise, it's evolving. Um, and this is not just speaking on like company or co- uh, company versus company or anything. Right. Talent-wise, I feel like there are a lot more people in ring talent-wise better than what there was like in the '90s and early 2000s. There's a there's a lot of athletes now in the wrestling business, but I would have to say. And this is just in a wide spectrum. I do miss what we what, what we had from when we was kids. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, the charisma. Yeah. The you I'm talking about fans were going crazy for this stuff. Cause it yeah. was that good. You know, that that that's what I I, I wish 
and hopefully I can develop so I can be like that. You know, like you, it's, you don't have many people like the Miz. Uh, uh, who else is good on the mic? Um, yeah, well, CM I mean, Punk, MJF. You know yeah. what I'm saying? There's very few people who could really do stuff like that. They could go on a show and not wrestle and just talk on the mic for 15 minutes, and people will remember that. Right. That's what I miss because. That's that's really what I miss. But in ring talent wise, it's definitely evolved. Yeah, definitely I, evolved. No, I definitely I, I completely agree with you. I, you know, me and I had an argument with someone about this, and you know, I'm always on the forum, so I'm on I'm watching a lot of old Attitude Era stuff on YouTube. Um, oh, great. Yeah. Com. Uh, they have a lot of uh, stuff wrestling wise and pop culture wise, but uh, they have forums and stuff that I hop on. Obviously, Reddit. Um, and I and I agree with you. I think that the overall athleticism in the companies today uh, is probably as best the best it's ever been um, as far as talent wise. But I I agree with you. I just think um, the charisma is lacking. I think what's missing is the uh, element of a big star and the element of a um, of importance. You know, it used to be when you were a kid, you couldn't miss Monday Night Raw. You couldn't yeah. miss Friday Night SmackDown. Like, if you missed something, it was going to be talked about at school, and you were going to be left out. And yep. I just feel as though they, they've kind of uh, gotten away from that. And I just think that hopefully, people like you and yourself and in your company can grow stars into where I hate to say it, but I think wrestling should become secondary to the talent becoming stars and becoming bigger than life. Uh, because to me, that's what made wrestling great was seeing The Rock, Stone Cold, The Undertaker, Triple H. Like those guys felt like, and I hate to say it like this, but they felt like men. Like they felt like real men that had real issues, and they were gonna fight about it. And it just happened to be over a belt, or happened to be over a ladder match, or Hell in a Cell, whatever it is. But it's like they mm-hmm. had an issue, they were gonna resolve it physically. You know, and I just think right now it's not that uh, excitement. It's just not there within the companies. And I just hopefully we can get it back, you know, moving forward. Mm-hmm. One thing that I had, uh, I was at work. I was just listening to just different promos and I came back. And that, that's why the Miz, the Miz was the first person that popped up in mind because I was literally just listening to him. But he draws so much of his real life into his promos. Right. For example, him and Daniel Bryan promo. That wasn't even a promo. That was real. But it right. came off as a promo. Um, the times where he's talked around John Cena and Roman Reigns when he was still uh, an Intercontinental Champion and why he wasn't on the big show. Right. But how he felt like he he pulled more views for people watching him than the main title. Right. You know, and I was just like, man, if you could really, like, just be real, just, you know what I'm saying? It, it's something different when you're actually implementing something about yourself into that character right and it makes that, it it, right it relates there. to it relates to people yeah you hit it right it relates there. to people and it makes it seem a lot more real right yeah no you hit you hit the nail right on the head like that's that's exactly how it feels that whatever you're watching it shouldn't feel like a promo it should feel like that person is just talking you know stone cold steve austin always says his character is Steve Austin just turned up, you know. Yeah. The Rock 
to me, his character was The Rock. Like, if you were to see The Rock outside of wrestling, that's how you would think The Rock would talk, you know? Um, the same way with, you know, The Undertaker. That To me, that's why the American Badass gimmick worked. Some people like it, some people don't. I liked it. But it's because it was him. You know, he does like riding motorcycles. You know, he is a uh, he is from Texas. You know, he does like Limp Biscuit. And shout out to Limp Biscuit. You're, unfortunately... I'm not a big fan of all your music, but you are a big part of my childhood. So shout out to Limp Bizkit. Um, but, you know, I just think for for WWE, for AEW, for TNA, for any company, I just think that they have to. Sorry, as opposed to having, um, you know, just storyline wrestling. I, I think that's the next step the company, the, the companies need to take. Uh, to become great again because unfortunately right now I feel like we're in a uh, stone age of wrestling being great and hopefully they can pick that back up you know mm-hmm. and so uh, but like I said I want to uh, go ahead and, and appreciate you Miguel for coming on to the podcast um, it's been a blast um, like I said you guys can go ahead and follow Miguel on Facebook um, he is at America's Academy of Pro Wrestling uh, I will go ahead and link his Facebook in the description uh, on uh, Apple uh, Podcast. Um, so if you want to get in touch with Miguel, see some of his matches, give him some critiques, you know, say he sucks, say he's the best, you know, go ahead and uh, give him a comment uh, on his Facebook. But once again, I want to thank Miguel for joining us. Um, next time, uh, we should have some more basketball talk, more football talk uh, going into the playoffs. So I'm going to get my playoff preview probably uh, Saturday morning or Friday night, depending on how I feel after work. So I uh, want to thank you guys for tuning in to the Three to Crowd podcast. Uh, make sure to uh, leave a like on the uh, podcast. Also, please give us five stars. Helps us get in the recommended. Um, but thank you guys for the support. Uh, to 2022, we're going to go ahead and move forward and have the best year ever. So once again, uh, Miguel, thank you for joining us. And until next time, we out. Appreciate you, man. Y'all take care. God bless. Yes, sir.